Hey listeners, Brendan here. Glad you can make it with us to 2022. Uh, the Swapcast is still on hiatus, but next episode, Paul, Lucy, and I will return to our reg- regularly scheduled programming. This week, however, I'll be sharing one of my favorite episodes, which is Every Day. Uh, this one is based on the novel of the prolific young adult writer, David Letherton. While like, Every Day isn't a perfect movie, I chose this episode because it's one of those rare moments where the movie that we watch is actually breaking some interesting ground in the body swap genre. I think it has a lot to unpack and we had a great time doing it. Um, once, once again, thank you to all our subscribers for sticking around all these years. I, I genuinely love that I get to hang out with Paul and Lucy and you continue to listen to us. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Paul will kick me if I forget to remind you, uh, rate us on Spotify or on Apple. And hey, if you're on a social media of some kind, uh, share our, share us your favorite episode and tag us in it. Like we'd seriously love to know what you think of our episodes. Um, and word of mouth is like one of the best ways to support us in 2022. So anyway, sit back and enjoy every day. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're talking again about body swapping Welcome to Swapcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have Lucy Thomas and Brendan Levi. Every episode, we watch a film in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week, we are watching the 2018 drama Every Day, starring Angori Rice, Justice Smith, and Debbie Ryan. The IMDb plot synopsis states A 16 year old girl falls in love with a mysterious soul named A, who inhabits a different body every day. Rhiannon and A work every day to find each other, not knowing what or who the next day will bring. So, last week was my first edit. What did you guys think of the episode, guys? Did I do an okay job? Top notch. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) But what do you guys think at home? (laughs) Because this is what people listen for, the editing quality of our podcast. Send your criticisms to... (laughs) <laughs> well, all I want to know is if everyone appreciated all the Hillary Duff clips, I though. Yeah. How many did you sneak in there in the end? Four? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have made the joke, Brendan, because now he did it. Yeah. The Swapcast Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So make sure you mention Hillary like a couple of times this episode, so I have an excuse to put some more in this one. All right, Brendan. No Hillary Duff mentions. Can't wait till assignments are over. <laughs> <laughs> Any body swap related uh, shenanigans this week for you guys? No. No, they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess, wait, oh, you I got one. Oh. I, I did watch Maniac. Yeah. Which we were talking about the other day. Uh, and you, and you heard the uh, speech yeah. you made. What did you think of that series? 
I'm still six episodes in. Okay. I'm really enjoying it, though. Have you finished it? Yeah. Finished all the episodes last night. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, I liked it. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Mm. I find I'm a really slow binge watcher compared to everyone else. Like everyone's like in really a week, surprising. everyone's knocked out all the episodes, and I'm always lagging behind. That's because yeah. you're watching multiple shows at once. You just yeah. watch one at a time. That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. This week's been the Adelaide Film Festival, so mm-hmm. I've watched a few films. That's pretty much what I'm doing like every night for the next week. One of the films I saw was Lean on Pete, which starred. The Cobbler's Steve Buscemi. You can't preface him with that. He is not The Cobbler's Steve Buscemi. But any other film that he's done, you can put that first. On this podcast, <laughs> he's The Cobbler's Steve Buscemi. Right. <laughs> so if any of you were unfortunate enough to watch The Cobbler, maybe so that you could follow along with our episode... If you want something to wash that taste out your mouth, I would recommend Lean on Pete. It's a very good movie. <laughs> really emotional. Um, I think if anyone watched it from this podcast, they're not listening anymore. Yeah, they're like, fuck <laughs> these guys. Yeah, right? Yeah, Dad says spinach has antioxidants. Mm. You know what else is antioxidants? Your balls. balls. All right, so uh, this week uh, we watched Every Day, a film that we were actually going to watch earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to get released at in Australian theatres, and then the week of, the distributor just cancelled the release. And I'm guessing it's because it did so poorly in the American box office. Not a, not a high hitter? No. It, um, it, well, the film cost $4.9 million to make, and it made $6 million. So I guess technically in profit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would like such a cheap movie to make as well. It's not yeah. going to be like this giant disaster, but it was enough for them to go, Australia doesn't need to see this in cinemas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but anyway, the long uh, introduction to my question for this oh, week. No. Did this film deserve to be pulled from Australian cinemas? Or is this a film that should have got a release and a chance to connect with young audiences in a big way? That's a great question. Yeah, I think I'm really conflicted. Yeah, same. Like my, I don't know. I think it was actually had some really good lessons. There were some really interesting like ideas being explored about like you know body and gender and all that sort of stuff mm. and um, some some tough lessons. But also like it was a bit cringy and cliche. But I don't know. It's I it's feel like teenagers. It, yeah, it kind of like oscillated between like it had some really lame moments and mm. then some other times I was like oh I really like this and mm. I really like this premise and so I feel like it just was wasn't fully realized so it it wasn't a home run for me I enjoyed the the movie overall yeah, I didn't same. think it was a great movie I think it had the potential to be mm. a great movie mm. I'm not sure why they held back I mean yeah. you're making a such a low budget movie and you're making it for teen audiences, why not just make it a bit edgier and lean into the parts of the concept that are more interesting? Yeah. Well, maybe Um, they wanted to give it like a looking for Ala Brandy feel where it's like, you know, it's sort of got some element. I just feel like that's a movie you go, oh, we are allowed to play that in high school and we can get a conversation and a dialogue around things, you know? (sighs) Funnily enough, when we've talked about this movie and we said we were going to do it, I thought from the plot that it wasn't going to be based around people that young. Mm. Like, I thought it was going to be, you know, a film for adults because it was teenagers. I feel like it should have 
yeah, they could have gone somewhere different with the ending, and that's what I thought they were going to do. I think that the rules that they set down for A, the main entity that Mm -hmm. this thing is, were all very much set up in a way to make a romance convenient. Like, (laughs) all the rules are put in, so it could be the same age it stays yeah. in the yeah, same yeah. area. I am someone who wakes up in a different body every day. Always someone my age. Never too far from the last, never the same person twice. I have absolutely no control over any of it. I have so many, like, I got most notes I've ever written here, and they're all about A. Which isn't <laughs> Just... even two pages, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I'm being shamed by my notes. <laughs> What do you like at uni? Sorry? What do you like at uni? Big note taker? I'm a big uh, watch the uh, <laughs> the lectures online. Exactly. <laughs> Out of all the films we've watched, it might not be the most successful, but mm. I think it's the most interesting reason Idea? for swaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's the first film we've watched that's really tried to explore kind of themes to do with the swap in terms of gender identity and mm. who you're attracted to in an interesting way. Yeah. I did like, I did write something that there was lots of subliminal messages of, of tolerance, which yeah. were they trying well, to be? Well, I don't know if it was subliminal or superliminal. Well, well I mean, but, but I mean, like, were they trying to be really woke and to push that agenda? Uh, de- or? Definitely. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, just little bits where, you know, uh, when uh, Rihanna runs. No, her name's Rhiannon. It's Rhiannon. <laughs> she she, she literally has joke. a speech about this. She's like, no, I, I hate my name. Rihanna. Yeah. I'm Rhiannon. That's a, that's a lovely name. Oh, thank you. I don't like it. Why? Well, everyone thinks it's Rihanna, as in bitch better have my money. Also, no one can spell it. <laughs> and they wanted to be, like, as cool as, you know, Riri. Uh, <laughs> fell right into it, Brendan. You know, my first crush, her name was Rhiannon. Uh, Hi. And, <laughs> and you couldn't even get her name right. <laughs> when A's in the body of a, uh, a person who's obviously um, transitioned, and then... Rhiannon uh, misgendered is the person? Yeah, is yeah. Is that what you're talking about? And, he, and he's like, actually, I'm a dude. Yeah. 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 So well, and there's the point where uh, Rhiannon's on the dock with A, and she asks him, "So, do you see yourself as a man or a woman?" And A responds, "Yes." yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I said. There's, uh, you know, it's all about how we're all the same, and gender is a construct. Polyamory was like thrown in there as yeah, well, yeah. the mix and sexual preference, and um, you know, obviously the the. A sometimes was different races and that was like, mm. yeah. Just... And different sizes. Yeah. And I think this film has a bit of have your cake and eat it too in terms of, yes, it's speaking all the, about this tolerance and doesn't matter what body that A is in, she loves the soul of A, mm. but we never really see her have any sexual or like any affection when A is not in a sexy Dude's male body. Yeah. body. Yeah, I don't think it went far enough. You got this concept, show us making out, having sex with the girls, 
No, and that, the guys. And that's just, I wrote down that they, they, you know, they did only one same-sex kiss. Yeah. And it just would have been really queer-baity if, if they did do that every time, I felt. Yeah, but A itself says, I'm half of the time, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So it seems kind of a cop-out that, that time, half of yeah. this film wasn't her hanging out with her as a woman. But I think it's fair to say, though, that they don't necessarily have to show her always being in an intimate way sexually when A's in a female body. Yeah. Because Rih- Rihanna and Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna still has, like, you know, like her agency as far as I get to. I use the word agency. I sound yeah. like an asshole. Um, <laughs> but uh, if she's not sexually attracted to women, like, that's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. I just feel like it's such a cheap shot because I feel like so many dudes want to see two girls kiss for their own gratification, not because it's like these two girls that love each other. Like, girls do that in high school for the attention of boys. Yeah. And I just felt like it just would have been not not very heartfelt. It would have been for the male gaze. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, the gaze. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if it was two boys, I would prefer that. I think it would all depend on how the film was directed. Mm. Like, I think there's a way of showing two attractive girls kissing that doesn't feel like a perv move. Mm-hmm. And I guess the fact that it was directed by a man would maybe sway that yeah. a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it, again, it's so great that we're watching a film where these subjects are even in there. Yeah. And like these themes are even in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're at the time now where it's kind of in the halfway stage between feeling progressive and feeling like something else. But Do you mean I think society or this, this film? film? Yeah, okay. But I think if this film was released 10 years ago, it would have been a controversial mind-blower. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably would have put heaps of girls' same-sex kisses in it. Or just made it that he never goes into a girl. It would have been yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Because mm. it could have easily been written that way. Like, there's no reason why the film couldn't have been written and A always swaps with other guys like mm. you could see that as being a valid choice to write it yeah. yeah they had enough bullshit rules where he flies to a certain distance and that's where he is mm. swapping from and 12 o'clock apparently seems to be this arbitrary time when this happens even though he changes time zones and stuff it's still always 12 o'clock Ooh. <laughs> layers <laughs> and he can also choose to stay in the body if he tries really really hard. really hard which is something that i just figured out oh, i hated yeah. that scene like it was like i guess i could try. I was like, oh, why didn't you try to do that before? And also, you know the way we say that they're all always the same age? It's like this entity is still growing up. Yeah. So they're still aging. You know, they're not stuck in a 16-year-old's body all the time. I feel like we didn't uh, explain But again, that. like, that's another thing. So you stay the same age, but I mean, these people you're swapping with don't have the exact same birthday with you. So what class is the same age? Yeah, yeah. Same. It's just the same age. <laughs> it's around like, the ballpark. The box it's, that like you the, would tick. Yeah. it's like the, faci- the vicinity of of uh, where he swaps is age like, adjacent. Yeah, he's got an yeah. age bracket that <laughs> yeah, he jumps into. Go. Yeah, it's all like you said, all driving the romance of the <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. So it's not creepy. Like until I realized that he was the same age as the characters he was getting into the whole film had this real like tense like is this some weird ageless being who's all of a sudden fallen for the blandest girl in school (laughs) (laughs) so what do you guys think was the explanation behind a one of the people that 
A takes over says that it was a demonic possession. Yeah. So do you lean towards that kind of spiritual explanation or like aliens or something else completely? I don't know. I don't have any theories. Do you, Brendan? Yeah, once again, like with the whole very arbitrary nature of the parameters of of the swapping, yeah. it feels like it'd have to be some sort of magical, mystic sort of thing. Like yeah. those sort of things. Like I think of like the gremlins and you know you're like don't feed them after midnight yeah. <laughs> like it's just the same sort of premise it's this random magic thing i wondered so in the film rhiannon's dad i think because we watched so many of these movies i kept waiting for it to sort of click into things that we've seen before yeah so yeah. It, in the movie rhiannon's dad has sort of had a nervous breakdown and is sort of and living the aftermath of that and is the most interesting character to me <laughs> really <laughs> the but- guy the guy loses his job and then just like cracks and stuff he's like i'm taking you all to dinner and i'm going to hire out a, a the theater whole cinema. Yeah, yeah yeah but then so then the dad starts painting all these faces he yeah. like he just got always doing all day is painting different faces of people that he's never met so i thought they were gonna tie that in and yeah. like it was the dad had the same thing or the same thing had happened to him or something and i you know he was gonna unlock the magic spell and unlock a's body so that those two could be <laughs> together forever like i did think that they were gonna tie it up like that do you know what would have been interesting if- <laughs> <laughs> what, what? i don't think that would have been a better storyline i just mean <laughs> oh um, shit what are you going to what say you got now? what do you got if the twist at the end is that I did have a buddy all and along. And it was the dad. Oh, <laughs> Lucy, don't know, be so good. I know, Paul. I know. I'm trying to preempt this creepiness. It was just like he was, A, a was an alien after all. And it's like this like mucus blob pile on the floor. And and, she, like, and then Rhiannon's like, sorry, I'm busy. Bye. <laughs> that should have been the ending. <laughs> a uses technology to make his well its life possible mm. in terms of creating some sort of continuity so we know that a has a reddit account that he uses to talk on message boards about body transformations we've seen a few of those yeah <laughs> i was about to say which reminds me of something funny that i'm not going to talk about <laughs> yeah shout out to the people on the sex forum that <laughs> were talking about us the other day yes we do google the show <laughs> no we need to edit that out it makes us sounds really sound really pathetic i don't think so <laughs> I'll take what, what listeners we can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also we don't discriminate, so keep listening. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to like email us details on like what you find sexually attractive about the show. We'll try like, to add yeah, it Just address them all to Paul, please. Dear Paul. You're getting so many emails this, uh, this week. <laughs> Attach photos. Anyway. Uh, oh, Paul. Uh, a has an Instagram account mm. where it takes a selfie of whoever it's possessing that day mm. and or anything interesting that it sees. Mm. I thought that was a bit of a an interesting idea because, I mean, it's Instagram. It's public. Yeah, but What I are these people going to think when they see exactly, it? Exactly. I would freak out. Maybe his account's private? But th- I thought that they should have said that and and that I would say that this I just do this just for me so I can remember. Yeah, but if yeah. you were doing it just for me, why would you do hashtags? Hashtags and stuff, yeah. Because oh, he had, like, know, right? a hashtag you live know what, every you day You know who that bloody Instagram account is for? 
people that were on that forum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would have been a totally great movie if it started with the Instagram account and someone being like, what the fuck? Why is my picture? I don't remember taking that (laughs) photo. Who are all these strangers? What's Mm. this account? That would be a sick start. (laughs) And then it could be a horror movie or something. Yeah. It sounds scary. I'm loving this spin-off, Brendan. Let's workshop it. It is sort of a horror in a way. (laughs) The concept could be pretty much transparent to any genre and you Mm. could make a movie out of it. Yeah. I just want to say as well, you pitch this as a drama. Mm. I would say it's a drama. No. It's melodrama. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty like it was I would just put a it as, if you, yeah, if you were I would put this in the basket of like The Notebook, The Vow, that kind of Nicholas Parks esque. Mm. Yeah, which I feel like you can't say that those films are drama. They they're called Nicholas Parks movies. <laughs> and and adjacent. I just Oh my god, I hate The I Notebook d- so much. <laughs> I just want to say after that description I had four hours sleep <laughs> and I stayed awake through this whole film and the cobbler <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> Just to put everyone into perspective, that's yeah, what, yeah. where Brendan's at. That's how bad the cobbler yeah. is. Did you have a full night's sleep for the cobbler? Oh, yeah, I had a good eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess another question to you guys. If you were Rhiannon, mm-hmm. could you be fucked keeping up this relationship? Well, I was going to say, I wrote down somewhere, um, yeah, it's, you know, she kind of loses her life into it. Like, she has to keep leaving school to go and bail a out of whatever situation they're in. And Yeah, like, it started really mimicking, like, those, like, control of boyfriends who, like, you know, cut off all the friendships and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that that's not what he was, A, was intentionally doing, but that's definitely what was happening. Like, she was always caught up in his dramas yeah. and it just affected all her friendships. Mm. Yeah, her friendships suffered and there's there's no future in that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's hard enough being with someone that's in their own body every day <laughs> and like scheduling and yeah. you know, imagine like that would be the most frustrating fucking yeah. situation But she in. liked it at the start because there's all this mystery and all this. I would be she found pretty that- excited if I met someone like that and I think like yeah, for she- two weeks it would be fun and then it would be like, I just want to come watch a movie and like know that you're going to come here and that I'm not going to have to go and pick you up or that maybe you might be blind today or yeah, yeah. getting a lung transplant or See I think I think Rihanna was just so yeah, Rihanna <laughs> Rihanna <laughs> was so bland that she was so excited that this like interesting thing yeah. was happening to her and that A was interested in her that made her feel special. Yeah, you know? and I do it was definitely a have your cake and eat it too thing. It was like it's like she did have a million different boyfriends. <laughs> even though it was only it was the same person. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you could tell that she was excited by that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I guess there is that appeal of it that you get a new dick every day. Mm. <laughs> it is not appealing. Every me, second day. Every second you day. You don't you don't find that that concept appealing, Lucy? Oh, just all these different dicks <laughs> coming at me. Just so you know that at least did like a hand motions that they're all slapping her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, does does he get tested every day as well before they get down? Well, this, that's it, right? Because you, you don't know movie. whose life you're going into. But he, he does not, like he said, as the day goes on, he knows everything about the person by the end of the but day. But then at so the same time, they he, had an STD. he doesn't remember people. He He's like, oh, yeah, of course I know. Yeah, at the beginning of the day, but by the end of the day, he knows what's going on. And by then, he's like... He's already fucked like 10 people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, finds my, a letter. Hepatitis. 
<laughs> My mind immediately went to just the danger that they could have been in every day. Like, imagine if you woke up and you had an abusive parent. Just, mm. yeah. Yeah. That I thought that they would maybe dabble in that more. Yeah. I think because I'm afraid of everything, my mind was like really ready for it to <laughs> well, be. Like, yeah. <laughs> Alexander's mother, I was thinking that was going to be this really like controlling like, yeah. mother. Because uh, Alexander is supposed to be the perfect guy. And, mm. and when he's in his body, he's like, oh, this guy's so amazing and, and, yeah. ama- and creative. And mm. I was thinking the mother was going to be this super domineering, especially when she grabbed his face and pulled yeah, him in. Yeah, like, it was You know how much weird. we did for you for this Me birthday? and your aunties have been cooking all day. It's like, but there's like five people there. Why would it have been <laughs> chill? It's just a dinner, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, God, you're ruining my why life. Didn't, why didn't he know that it was his own yeah. fat body's birthday if he can tap into the... Yeah. yeah. I don't think we were supposed to think about that too hard. Well, producers, well, writers, <laughs> I'm putting it to you. I've got too many questions for, for that to be an answer. Like, do you think he, when he woke up, he had got the amount of sleep he would have got from when he went to sleep or the the body that he went to sleep in? He always seemed quite refreshed in the yeah. morning. Yeah. That would be the worst, I think. You just, you're like, ah, oh, I'm just so stuffed from the day. I'm going to bed at 9.30 and then you wake up in the body of someone who's just raged all night. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they always woke up alone as well. It's like, yeah. if this had been about people that were maybe 10 years older, there would be the chance that, because, you know, all these kids are in high school, so chances are they're not having that many sleepovers yeah. that their parents know about. Anyway, you know, if it was, so how old are they? 16. If it was a 26 year old, it could have been every morning waking up and having to look at the person next to you and having to like be the character of that body straight away. And it would have yeah. been harder to play that part, I guess, because mm. you haven't tapped into who that person is yet or got your bearings or anything. Another spin off idea is if uh, it, A woke up and had a dead body next to him <laughs> and is, has to work out how to. Yeah, totally. I deal would with watch that day. movie. That's like some memento <laughs> shit. Love it. And that's the body he was in the day before. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, Checks the Instagram account. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This movie writes itself. At one point, I thought that's where this film was going to go. Is like that, a dark place. Well, no, that wakes up in a body that was going to die that day and realizes that was going to be its His last death, day. Yeah. yeah. Because being kind of Nicholas Sparks-esque, that's where one of those movies would definitely go. But who, what is the audience for these movies? I hate The Notebook. I, I hate The I bell. love I The Notebook. Uh, <laughs> yuck, I hate it. Cry every time. Yuck, do you know, this guy invited me over to his house to watch it when I was how old would when Ew. it came out how old yuck that. yeah and it was such a ploy he's like you're gonna love this movie and it's gonna make you love me and I'm just like I fucking hate you and I hate this movie and I want to go home do you know why boys like that movie so much Paul not included do you know why why because the girl fucks up and she has to like win him back it's always the other way around. So you're saying it's a real, like, progressive movie? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's guys being dickheads, being like, yeah, that girl should beg for me back. I, I've got a real problem with that movie. Sorry, Gosling, I'm, I'm I, out. I, I, know, I know a guy who, um, his movie is Stardust, and apparently that is like, bang, it's just, what's the word? <laughs> like a pussy magnet. Yeah, yeah, it's like a catnip. <laughs> What's that star? What is that Stardust movie with Claire Danes? Yeah, apparently he swears by it. Like I don't know what. It secrets is. out. We're on to you. If you go on a date and the guy <laughs> and invites you over to watch Stardust, Stardust. run. That's such a strange yeah. choice. Yeah, just have a conversation. 
conversation with a woman. Like, we'll put Stardust yeah. on and let that do the work. <laughs> that, that notebook thing, though. Oh, that's such a like horrible repressed memory for me. Oh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so you would put this above the notebook then? Yes, I would rather watch this 10 times than watch the notebook once. Okay, so you had an amazing day with your gorgeous, incredible girlfriend. And to you, that sucks. I'm sorry. Who is this and what is her deal? Who are you? Why are you bitching and moaning about the only good thing in your life? Amy, chill. It's it's fine. Okay, great talk. Gotta go. Reed, don't forget about Steve's party on Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm just allergic to unappreciative dicks that's not who he is ah i was just i was just thinking about like imagine if that's how you grew up i feel like he's supposed to be the super nice guy and he's always thoughtful of the person that he's in Mm. whereas i feel like you'd be a so you'd be totally pathological you just yeah you'd be someone who has no concept of tomorrow and therefore and and also relationships and yeah yeah, one of my things was the fact that he is he's never in the same body and he's never had like a family structure and Mm. feel like he'd be like severely neglected psychologically and also emotionally and also uh like a very lonely existence yeah yeah i think he'd be a very stunted Mm, for sure crazy that's the real film that is what it would be once again my horror Film. Yeah, <laughs> and and they would be having sex with everyone all the time. Like, yeah, I feel like they would just be an animal. Mm. Like, mm. completely. How often do you think a masturbate? Uh, sometimes I'm just <laughs> like, why teenager. do we do this? <laughs> For questions like this, well, he's a teenager. So what's that? Three, four times. A day. <laughs> well, you know, you got to test the merchandise. Every day has got new, new stuff to work out. Play with, yeah. Well, I guess like whatever chemicals are running through that body would uh, be the the gauge on how you know yeah. how, what mood mm. he's in. The thing that annoyed me a lot was when uh, when he's in the body of Rhiannon. <laughs> Yeah, because we didn't talk about that that happened. We haven't talked about that that happened yet. He says, by the way, I did your homework for a week. I'm really smart. That's some bullshit. You never grew up learning your ABCs more. You know, every Mm. lesson you started, you never got to finish. (laughs) So I want to see that homework. It's just like a crayon drawing (laughs) of a house. (laughs) That's a good one. Mm. Michael! Shit! Hey, over here! What are you doing? Get back here! So terrible idea. That guy's like, I can't go to Hawaii because I'm going to disappear and I need to be near Rhiannon. Mm-hmm. Why not pretend that you're violently ill and can't get on the plane? Mm. That kid ran away from home and his mum is like running after him and sees him get in a car with the random person. Like you have brought trauma into that woman's life forever. Once she'll again, be like, start the movie there. She'll, be like, she'll so be like, cool. my child has been kidnapped. Like imagine what you would think. It was just so preposterous. Like, you know, if you have gastro, you're not allowed to get on a plane for the fear that everyone will get it and it will turn into like a vomit-fueled jet engine in the sky. Just say that you felt sick and that you had to go the next day. Nah, people are generally horrible. They would just go on the plane. That mother seemed like a fucking bitch. Yeah, so she she'd did be like, seem like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But also, she thought her child wait, got wait, kidnapped. Wait. It was messed up. How, how, how did she come across like a bitch? I'm just making assumptions. <laughs> I totally went with you. 
yeah, like, you were like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, guys, did you enjoy the ending? My, the last thing I wrote on my page was, that better not be the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the la- my last note. I'm actually shocked at your reactions and everyone online because when I was researching the episode, so many people were writing, hated the ending. I can't believe it was a sad ending. I only like movies with happy endings, so I didn't like this. I didn't see it as a sad ending. Like, it was yeah. so hopeful and she ended up with a cute guy. Um, <laughs> a got to go to New York and it have sparkler adventures. Sparkler in the park. Yeah, <laughs> sparklers in the park. And we yeah. all know how much you love New York. Hashtag, <laughs> what was it? Leave traces. Yeah. Hashtag make marks. Such like, a teenager. I didn't see it as a sad ending. Like, I mean, And yeah, she learned mm. how to put her own hair behind her ear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that's so funny? I wrote, I wrote, ladies and gentlemen, I wrote in my notes, place your bets uh, where, how long before he does the hair thing again? Because you know that's how she's sort of yeah, like, someone did that to me yesterday is, yeah. and the day before. What? Yeah, Only really one person you. in the world could do that. <laughs> yeah, but I, and then I wrote, less than two minutes. A was fixated. It was such a setup. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, it's like, I just need to get that hair out of that fucking ear. A and Rhiannon's dates were so cringeworthy to watch mm. they really wanted to play up like their playful fun vibe but everything they did just seemed so contrived lighting sparklers up in on a, a football field and running around in but circles who does that, that? but doing that balloon th- that bubble thing looked really fun bubble thing oh yeah so they got the giant bubble thing and yeah. then they were shooting it with water guns that looks fun i would go and do that in your backyard if you had all that <laughs> stuff right now for yeah for sure. about like 10 minutes and then it's like all right so uh, what yeah, we're movie? not going to do it for two hours. <laughs> yeah. What about Stardust? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's, <laughs> it's stuff that looks good in montages of yeah. dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you actually tried to center a whole date around lighting sparklers and making bubbles, it would get old very quickly. And then the other day when like they went to the beach and he buried her up to her waist and yeah, made that like was a dumb. mermaid yeah. tail out of the sand. Mm. Like, also, could this the character of Justin, such a shitty boyfriend. Again, very triggered from high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a real like uh, revelation of him because I my first initial thoughts, this, this is a confident kid. Mm. I saw like he had uh, scrunched up tissues and hand lotion right on, on his bedside. No hiding that <laughs> away. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was the opening shot of the movie. I did not remember that. And also, I guess my mind isn't just geared towards knowing what that is. And I was like, like, this guy's got confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom. Yeah, just had a good chat. (laughs) But yeah, but then you come to realize he's he's also got like some real pathological issues. I did feel sorry for him to begin with after the day that he was possessed by A and he couldn't remember Remember and she was kind of getting shitty at him because he didn't remember the things Mm. That happened when he was possessed. I'm like, he's got a point. He didn't remember it. Like, yeah. but then, I've like, lost the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, as it went on, he just got douchier and douchier. Yeah. And then when A, like, went into the body of the churchy kid and told Justin that he was gay, but then he <laughs> still got upset about it and is like, I don't care that he's gay. He needs yeah. to stay away from my girl. He like, needs to learn. You just yeah, can't get out of here, Justin, with your two diamond earrings when you're 16 years old. Fucking calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you, Peter? 
Andre or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I was pretty impressed with that actor because like the he last, was good. Yeah, the last thing we saw him in was Jurassic World: Fallen oh, Kingdom. Oh, that is who it is. And he played. Oh, is com- he the nerd? Yeah, he was the nerd in that. And he was a cool kid in this. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of the vision of the future that we got in one brief scene where A is kind of talking about what their future would be if they stayed together, and then you see like a shot of her on some like futuristic computer. I thought yeah. that was a really strange thing to do. I hate when they do future computers. It, like, it, I always hate it, which is why Maniac loved all the computers in that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. good. Because and... what we want, like what we've been striving for is 50% opacity on all our screens yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, we yeah. can see what's behind them. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Yeah, like... I don't know. It's Minority Report and yeah. all that crap. Yeah. And also, I just hate flash forwards where they use the same actor. How old do you think that girl was? 17? I think she's like 19, 20 in real life. But they life. made her yeah. look 45 and by the end of that little montage. I'm like, you looked so stupid. It was really dumb. Yeah, I don't understand why they had to visualise that scene. He could yeah, have just said it. Yeah, he could have been it. saying it. Yeah. It was a long monologue. It, yeah. I don't think in real life that would feel like, you know, it'd be like... like I get it, all right. All right, all right. Stop, Got yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. But all very valid points. And I guess oh, that's totally. why I was um, so noble because they looked forward and were like, you know, if we had a kid, would the kid be like me? And who would you tell like your family or friends who the father of that child was? Or like. I like I like the concept of this film and I like the questions that the relationship between them mm. brought up. But I can't say this is a romance that I was rooting for the main couple. Yeah. And usually for me, that's a kiss of death with a romance or a romantic comedy. Like if, if it's a successful romance, you should want with all your heart for those two people to get together at the end. But this one, there was just so many roadblocks in the way that you're like, no, they shouldn't be together. It's kind of sad that they can't be, but really, it's not worth the effort. You know this song? How did I not know you that? Watch a plane flying across the sky. This is the day your life will surely I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So now it's time for Hot or Not. As we know, Lucy Thomas won our <laughs> theme song well, competition. Amazing room, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was the only one that didn't freestyle it, so I don't really feel <laughs> like it was much of a competition. So uh, we're going to try each having a turn at Lucy's theme song. <laughs> so this week I'm lucky enough to uh, be the singer, so apologies in advance. But here we go. Is she a toot or a boot? Is he ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Everybody is beautiful in their own way. 
very good. Yeah. Your turn next week, Brendan. Uh, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So I feel like this film is a nightmare for hot or not because <laughs> the whole concept of the film is like the anti hot or not. Yeah. Yes. The whole point of the film is that you shouldn't yeah. judge people by their appearance. Yeah. So let's judge these people by their appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the thing is they're all quite young in this yeah, film, so are. I think we're going to and our Freaky Friday 2018 friend, uh, or foe. friend or foe rather than hot or not. Cool. So, but there, there were a few adults, but I, I'm just interested in uh, Lucy's opinion on the dad. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's in your age age range. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was. Or I thought he was cute. <laughs> Even with like the like balding sort of, I've got. Plugs what do you have against balding people? Brendan. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, hair falls out. That's just the way it is. But you can't. Somebody doesn't become instantly. There's a bunch of anymore. like bald men swooning right now. They're just like. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, hair falls out. Whatever. But, you know, he was, this, the dad was like cloaked in sadness and just something about him wanted to, I wanted to like be like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> But he was a handsome man, I thought, even in a dressing gown. All right, so another adult character was her sister, played by Debbie Ryan, who some people might know from the new Netflix series Insatiable. Okay, well, I'm not doing hot or not on her, but I thought she seemed like a bitch. She had bad hair extensions and she was unkind to her sister. So that's a boot from me. (laughs) Yeah, she... She's attractive, whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and I liked her character, and I liked the fact that she, uh, like, just... Would end every sentence with, your balls? Your balls. <laughs> but I, I like that Don't she... start doing that, by the way, Paul. <laughs> I don't think there's any risk of me doing that. <laughs> the main character, uh, Rhiannon. Um, played by Nguri Rice, who's Australian. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh. What did we think of her? She's actually, she is the age of her character mm. in real life. Would we be friends with uh, Rhiannon if you went to school with her? I think so. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't hate her, but <laughs> like, I was just, I was just trying to figure out why A was so mesmerized by this girl. Like, it's not like we saw like these moments where she was just the kindest, most, yeah, you know, okay. like, selfless person she was just mm. walk, but she walked likes into her. that song <laughs> but he <laughs> was like into day. her as soon as he saw her he's like yeah. brushing her hair out of it yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i'm surprised that she was australian so she does a very convincing american accent yeah and yeah. i also did write down that it would have been a really uh weird role to play because she has to keep you know like every scene is she's having this ongoing relationship with someone but the other actor is always a different person yeah so that would have been a hard thing to you know yeah yeah pull i think off. she did so a really good, good job. job on that one yeah i think she was good in the role but uh is probably a little bit underwritten yeah, yeah. so there, there wasn't a lot of depth there i agree with brendan and yeah like outside of that relationship funny? i don't know who she <laughs> yeah, is yeah. yeah totally except her dad is having some issues that's it so justice smith as Justin, friend or foe? Foe. He like, like I said, I got all these red flag feelings of high school. Just like that's an unsafe person to give your heart to. Mm. Yeah, I think we've all said we we don't like him. And also like smoking in the car park at school. Give me a break. Like, fucking just buy a motorcycle and get some sunglasses. Like, are you a bad boy? We understand. I just feel it's like it's 2018. How many kids are smoking anyway? Yeah, I don't feel like especially if like you were one who's today, supposed to be like the cool kid. Yeah, the cool quarterback. Like yeah. athlete, I think you would be yeah. like, you're a knob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you should be dieting. You should be eating your yeah. your whole food Go and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So Amanda Akuri, who played uh, Rebecca, which was Rhiannon's best friend. I have to say, I loved every outfit she wore. She did have cool clothes. <laughs> and I loved the um, like crocheted blue Top with the rainbow, with the rainbow <laughs> yeah, on it, and the uh, blue um, short shorts. Like I couldn't imagine a girl actually wearing that to mm. school. But uh, yeah, it was a good outfit. And I don't know, she she just seemed like so. Nice based person. on that outfit, you'd yeah. be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there was a really bad scene with her. It, yeah, so she would totally be my friend for sure. Mm-hmm. But there was a really bad scene with her where Rihanna was sort of like, "Sorry, I've been a bad friend." It's like that thing. We see this a lot in movie, these movies, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, that's fine, no worries." Like, yeah. well, see ya. <laughs> it's like the director was like, "Oh shit, we probably need to tie that up. Let's just do something really quickly." Yeah, it's just like not thought out. Not there's no complexity to that. She's just like, "Okay, I need to go now. Bye." Which I, I felt that was sad. Yeah, which read more like my friend is reaching out to me, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, bye." <laughs> I mean, uh, he's my type. Ah, okay. And, um, what's your type? Um, tall, slim, nice shoulders. <laughs> what? What's wrong with nice shoulders? No, nothing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I guess I'm just more of a butt guy myself. OMT. Who played Alexander, the uh, guy that she ended up being with for multiple days? Friend. Um, I, I don't really feel like I got to know him much. He seemed nice enough. Like, <laughs> I would not be a foe. I'm going to say friend. And I'm also going to say hot because he's 20 in real life and I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a nice energy, I thought. He was sort yeah. of like this lanky. Yeah, like, like I said, like I said after the film, it's like, you should be able to figure because I like him. He's, yeah. you know, he's got charismatic qualities. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the beginning of the film, A asks um, Rhiannon what her type is and mm. she says, tall, slim and nice shoulders. Is that your type? Yeah, you and me, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more into forearms myself. Forearms? Yeah, that part of the guy. Okay. What? Like... To be like really big. No, just like so. Like Popeye can have nice. <laughs> a man can have Gets nice forearms. So when you watched um, Robert Williams play Popeye, were mm-hmm. you just like, oh? They don't have to be big. They just have to be nice. Maybe a sneaky tattoo there could be a cool Popeye, thing. Popeye, you keep explaining. Po- <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Popeye, hot or not? <laughs> like hot, obviously hot. <laughs> what about friend or foe of Nathan? The uh, oh yeah, yeah, kooky Na- Christian. Yeah, Nathan. I feel like he was borderline, uh, needed some sort of intervention and had sort of very religious parents and they weren't sort of addressing that he had sort of cognitive behavioural Yeah, they, they placed him in a sort of a very homeschooling mm. feeling environment. And just like, you know, oh, religion will help our kid not be a total weirdo. Yeah. Like, he, he seemed like he was in trouble. Uh, yeah, but like, to be fair, he was brought up in a religious household. And then he had this experience that really, if you think about it, is possession. So it's pretty reasonable that to he... To make that connection. That he made that connection and ended up, you know, turning to his church for solace. Yeah. He, like, was literally possessed. Yeah, I agree. I think he was all right. <laughs> he was playing Catan. I wanted to play Catan with them. So I, I would have been I would have been friends with him. Your mate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his parents would have taken him to an exorcist for what he was saying. Like, I just feel like he was in an unsafe environment. All right, another spin-off idea. 
<laughs> the exorcism of Nathan. Yeah. They, they do an exorcism on Nathan, and then whatever body that A is in at that time just starts like bugging out <laughs> and like <laughs> flies towards Nathan's like. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like he just seemed like he was troubled. And that's why you don't want to be friends with him. <laughs> Maybe I would be his friend to keep an eye on him because I was scared for him. So now it's time for our review segment where we've found reviews from all over the internet to see what other people think of the film. Now this film got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it wasn't completely slammed. It's a fresh. What did the general public think? Now, uh, it seems very split in the middle when I was looking. Some people were like, this movie changed my life. Whoa. I'm now a polyamorous big. <laughs> 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 I self-identify as a polyamorous entity. Um, And other people are like, this is complete trash. It seems like... um, I think both are right. Yes, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of people are really upset at this film for not being gay enough. So, um, And then you get the other side that are upset for it being too gay. So oh. this film managed to upset everyone in a That's what you get for way. being middle of the road. We shouldn't have done hot or not. We should have done gay or not gay enough. <laughs> too gay or whatever. <laughs> so this one's from Amazon. P. Dyer. Two stars. What a waste of time and money. Totally a B-rated movie. The acting was horrible. It also gives the impression it's okay for teenagers to have sex. Seriously, <laughs> don't waste your time. <laughs> like whether you like it or not, P. Dyer, they're doing it. Yeah, imagine like some teenagers like watching this film. What I can I have can sex? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there wasn't even that much sex in it. And, and I mean, you know, it was always just implied as well. I, yeah. I loved when she goes, that guy goes, oh, have you got your period? You know, you only have it one week ago or whatever. And she's like, yeah, well, congratulations. You're not a father or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah, that was yeah, a great yeah. joke. No, because like, yeah, I, I, I wrote that down because I feel like that line is so used as a punchline. But I felt... I really liked the turnaround. Like, yeah. I, I laughed when she said that. Like, yeah. I was like, that's a good comeback. <laughs> Do me a favor and don't talk to me again today. Are you on your period already? It's been like a week and a half. Oh, congratulations. You're not a father. All right. This one's with Helen W. Two stars. I felt like this movie was pushing an agenda. Mm. I felt like this movie was pushing an agenda. No matter what sex you are, you can still love the same sex. I'm fine with different race, but But. I believe in procreation. And it's unfortunate (laughs) that Hollywood pushes something that can't create a new life. Wait, she said, I'm fine with different races, but is that what she said? (laughs) Oh my God. How do you write a sentence like that? You might be surprised to, to know I'm against segregation, but. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck you, Helen W. Whoa. You're getting a knot from the yeah. podcast, you <laughs> fucking bigot. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Tornado on Amazon, who gave it three stars. I don't even remember watching it. <laughs> he must have not been in his body yeah, at the exactly. time. <laughs> this one's from Fake Shemp on Letterbox, who says, Well, that was rapey. My wife wanted to watch it, but I took more notice of it than her because she was too busy burning her face off trying to eat her Chinese. There were tears down her cheeks and everything with the utter spiciness. <laughs> <laughs> One star. Is that the end? Yeah. Is he, ra- is he rating the Chinese food or the... 
<laughs> the, the movie. <laughs> and it was hashtagged with shit my wife made me watch. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well. Um, it's interesting. A few people have brought up the, the rape. spiciness. Oh. <laughs> the rapiness and the consent part of yeah, this I just situation. did think about that as well because it's like when Rhiannon and A sleep together, which is happens in multiple bodies, doesn't mm. it? It's like, what if that was that person's first time? Yeah, and that's really unethical. It it could be on either way. Like when A is having sex with somebody mm. in that body, they don't know they're having sex with A. Yeah, and then in the other respect yeah. as well, like either way, like, it's like a minefield. Oh, right, okay, from the, the other person. Yeah, like right, the right. thing. The yeah. thing is like A is in a in a tough spot. Like uh, I'm just saying, yeah. like if if this being existed, that's a hard place to be in. Like ha- like making those decisions, especially yeah. if you don't actually have a body and understand that. Like, yeah, that- it would be mm. hard for A to understand what it's like to have a body that's yours and yeah. it will always be yours. Because he would feel concept. probably like yeah. those bodies are his. You know, I, I quite I, I quite enjoyed when he was telling or A was telling their origin story, and it was about like growing up. I didn't know that I was different to anyone else, but then when people would talk about tomorrow like we would all be together and i was like but you know tomorrow we'll all be different people i thought that was cool yeah all right this one's from sid on letterboxd he gave it one and a half stars and says oh my god imagine if a would have woken up in her sister (laughs) oh no (laughs) i have another movie idea (laughs) it's called chances are (laughs) right yeah it's yeah, funny. That is what chances are. <laughs> is. That's nuts that that movie was real. <laughs> it's funny how like incest adjacent all these um, buddy swap films are. Mm. It's a bit worrying. All right, so now it's our time for tenuous recommendations. Uh, this is the segment where we recommend other pieces of media that are tenuously related to the film we just watched. It could be a shared director, actor theme producer anything so this week let's start us off brendan all right so my tenuous link today Mm -hmm. is connected to jacob Patalon, who was uh, you know no (laughs) (laughs) so the gentleman she meets in the in the diner the the rather bigger guy guy, stocky guy with yep who's also bold but I, i i don't Hold that against him. Um, <laughs> uh, so he was in a little movie called Spider-Man Homecoming. I knew and... I recognised him. <laughs> wow, and... you went into the like the depths of the cast list. I don't go down that far. Yes, yes, I did. But mm. like the movie, that's not where I'm stopping. This isn't my um... tenuous link yet. <laughs> oh, you God. see, also in that film was another body. His name was Michael Keating. Keaton. Keaton. <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton was in Spider Man. I'm not going to be well. able to edit this properly. Start again. <laughs> Leave it in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Michael Keaton was, was was in American Assassin. But that's not where my tenuous link is. I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't actually understand what. Are you getting to Kevin Bacon? So, are you doing doing Cine Links? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's doing six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Much like A, I'm jumping through characters. Some Inception bullshit. Yeah, okay. But you know who was an American assassin? It was David Suckett. And he. Who? Was. David Suckett. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he was in a little film. Why can't you say names properly today? <laughs> it You're ruining my momentum. <laughs> I, uh, he was in a little film called Sabotage! Explanation point. But that's not my oh tenuous. Oh my god! <laughs> Which brings me to Nacho Vigalondo, who was the writer of Paul Colossal and Time Crimes. Which mm. are both fantastic films. But that's not my tenuous link. <laughs> okay, and what? My tenuous link, though, is a series of albums <laughs> <laughs> called uh, You By Me, which is by an artist called Toke. And the concept mm-hmm. of the albums is he finds artists he really likes and appreciates and he does five of their songs and they they in turn do five of his songs. That's cool. Yeah, and they're really good and I highly recommend those albums. If you asked me to repeat back your link, I couldn't do it. I <laughs> but don't, I don't understand I don't what was the last step. I don't know how What, what was the last there. step? Oh, nothing. I just <laughs> wanted to take you down a rabbit hole. So it's not real. No, no, it's real. He was just asking, "What that's? How's that connected to um everything else? <laughs> to time crimes? <laughs> but and what is it? How, how is it connected to this? Because it's he's he's swapping characters okay, with, the, that's fair. with the artist. Plus, you're a dickhead, and he's doing it uh, across multiple artists. You've outdone yourself, Brendan. Congratulations on the worst tenuous recommendation <laughs> since the show's inception. Good, well done. Thank I you. salute you. <laughs> Fuck, Lucy. Um. So, but this is the first time I've not done an actor or director or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we actually talked about it when we were talking about the film. But this is the day, which is that song by the 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 whatever. Yeah, is a sort of uh, reoccurring theme. It's like a few times used to be like we're back together. We know who, who we are. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna do? I think I know yours. Yes. Empire Records. Yes, yes! it is. <laughs> which is a classic, and everybody's seen it. But it, I just love this movie. It's such a moment in time. Do you think gen- like younger generations are watching it still? I feel like it was our. I think it's time. still a cult hit. It is? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, so I know I'm not like blowing anybody's mind. Like everybody's heard of this film. No, I um, feel like, uh, there's people out there I reckon who But yeah, need to the watch song it. appears at the end or, or even just revisit it, you know. The song is in the end and everyone's dancing together. The same yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the day. Huh. And as soon as it came on, like I was a bit lost. I didn't really know what my link was going to be. And as soon as it came on, I thought of Empire Records straight away. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody knows. It's about a bunch of young adults that work in a record store and it's got, you know, a babe and Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger and that girl from the craft whose name I can't remember. <laughs> um and Lapalia. Um, and it's got so many great musical moments in it. So not just a great soundtrack, but the way the music is in that film. Incorporated in the film, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like when they have that listening booth there and yeah. you can listen to records and um, someone's listening to Dire Straits. Yeah. Which is like doing ballet. And then Ethan Embry goes off and they kind of make out. And then there's all the stuff with the Rex Manning songs. And Say Liv- no more. Yeah. More yeah. No more. And Liv Tyler loses her shit in one part. Part to a cranberry song that's like this really angry yeah i just love that and also when i was watching it when i was younger i was like i can't wait to be 19 and i'm gonna get a cool job and i'm gonna wear yeah. combat boots and i'm gonna have boobs like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, i just was yep, like totally 
Wishes Brendan's wish was granted. I think you know the first time I saw it, I was twelve years old, maybe eleven years old. My friend and I in primary school used to hire it all the time. Yeah, I just loved that movie. And also a strange link in my head is that one of the characters from that movie, a guy that works in the record store, whose name I should have looked up, looks heaps like the Alexander guy. Go with me on this. We'll do a side by side thing. Oh, he totally does. Yeah. guy with the mohawk. The dark hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. like splitting image. Yeah. yeah. In my mind anyway. Like, I don't no, know. No, I'm if, with yeah. you. I, um, I so agree. we should do a side by side. We'll, we'll put, put that on, on the social. Instagram, yeah. So there's another little um thing. Uh, and also, I think th- that that film is what l- led me to get my job. I worked at an art house video store <laughs> and it was like my iteration of that. It was like, we thought we were so cool that we knew more than everyone else. And yeah. every day at work was a party. You know, we were always there even if we weren't working and Yeah. That's mine. So my link is through the writer of the novel, mm. David Levithan. Uh so he's done a few young adult novels and uh which were also adapted into movies. The first one was Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And the other one which I'll be recommending today is Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List. Uh have either of you guys watched this? No, I've never heard of it. I think I have, yeah. Uh, so it's a kind of a romantic teen mm. film starring Victoria Justice and uh, Pearson Fode. And it's about two friends in New York. They've been friends since they were kids. Uh, the guy is gay and she's her best friend. And their lives become complicated when they both fall in love with the same guy. Mm. So it's a nice kind of teen film with queer themes. Is a the very guy bisexual? I think they don't know. Okay. They don't know which yeah. way he leads, so they're I, both trying to get yeah. Yeah, they they're both trying to get him, mm. but neither of them For know sure. which way he's going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. It's cute and a very breezy film. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure in like every country. Definitely, if you're looking for that kind of breezy Sunday watch when you're hungover or whatever, it's uh, an easy one to watch. Final thoughts on every day. Would you recommend our listeners watch it? I would, yes. Yeah, I, I think I, I would say give it a shot if you're interested. I I think there's, like we've discussed here in detail, like there's some really interesting ideas in it. So mm. worth a watch. Yeah, yeah I would uh, that. Watch it with opinion. your kids. Yeah, yeah. Or find some and watch it with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So next episode, you guys have any inkling of what we'll be watching? Hmm, no. no. But I feel like we need some garbage to... Like a real clean, trashy one. Yeah, to yeah. cleanse our palate of all these uh, interesting quality films. <laughs> <laughs> so with something that has Paulie Shaw in it interest you at all? Oh my God, you found a Paulie Shaw body swap? He's not the swapper, uh, but he is in it. <laughs> this was actually, we mentioned last episode, our, one of our listeners emailed us and requested we do it. So I thought, let's get on. again? 18 again. Oh yeah. Whoops. So from, from 1988, starring uh, George Burns and Charlie Scatter. And the uh, plot of that one is, by means of an accident, the soul of David and his swinging grandfather get swapped. While the grandfather's body is still in a coma, he enjoys having a young body again and repairs some facts in David's life. Ooh, sounds like some problematic stuff. Is there a movie called (laughs) 
17 again. Yeah, 17 against the Zac Efron one. And 18 again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we were due for some like 80s, yeah. Yeah. 80s shenanigans cool. again. So I'm looking forward to it. I was disappointed because I was keen on the po- on the uh, Corey Feldman one, but Polly Shaw will give me plenty for my tenuous links. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Biodome. Nice if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Trial and error, man. That was the... F- no, I'm just joking. That was trash. <laughs> it's just a terrible Polly Shaw film. So, Brendan, if uh, our listeners want to find us on the interwebs, where are they looking? Well, Paul... <laughs> If you go to our website, we have all the links uh, to all our social medias. If you're on your phone right now, you can check us out by going to uh, our Twitter handle, which is at the Swapcast with an underscore in between the and Swapcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also <laughs> go to our Instagram, which is the Swapcast Podcast. Uh, same with our Facebook. That is also the Swapcast Podcast. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Uh, <laughs> or if you just want to give us a good old fashion a handwritten letter on a computer (laughs) (laughs) you can go to uh the swapcast podcast at Letter on the computer. <laughs> we can scan it in. Well, you use your fingers to write it. <laughs> That's true. It's handwritten. Yeah. Um, you can go to uh, the Swapcast podcast at gmail.com. And those are all places where you're at. And yeah. you should be at too. Yeah. And don't forget our letterbox as well, which you can get a link to on our website. Um, and there we have all our tenuous recommendations plus a list of all the episodes we've done so far. If you ever like browsing Netflix and you want to know what to watch next. Mm. And yeah, don't forget to go on iTunes and rate and review us. It's the easiest way for us to get new listeners um, and get our names out and there. And eventually watch uh, Face Off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hun- hundred, hundred reviews and we will do Face Off. So <laughs> get <laughs> reviewing. All right. So that's it for another episode of the Swapcast. Uh, until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. Bye. Bye. Swapcast is hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of 2Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, recorded at Browntown Studios.